Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Hey, what's up, champions? Welcome to Growth Mode. I'm your host, Donnie Bovine, and I'm the CEO and founder of Success Champions. I've spent over 20 years in the sales game and almost the last four growing and scaling our companies. Hanging out with me, as always, is Kevin Snow, the sales and automation wonder boy. Um, this dude is an absolute genius, loves wearing tights and capes. And while he makes your sales and automation stuff just do amazing and awesome things <laughs> on the show, we like to talk about all things scaling and growing your business. Kevin, on this episode, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> it's not a cape. It's a robe. Oh, got it, got it, got it. it it's a, a Jedi robe. That, that That's what I'm wearing. Uh, I'm calling you the sales automation wonder boy from here on out. That's just great. Sales automation <laughs> Jedi is good. I'll even, I'm even fine with sales automation Sith. That, you know, that works for me as well. Um, my section on the deployment may have had made Sith t-shirts for our, our deployment t-shirt. Nice. So... Um, so yeah, so let's back squirrel. Let's get back to why we're actually here today. And that is, we're going to talk about, uh, why business people don't know their numbers. So I'm wearing the appropriate shirt for today. I just need to point that out to everyone. And if you're listening on the audio, go check us out on YouTube. My shirt says winners keep score. Yeah. So literally what was going to happen is we were supposed to record a different episode, but Kevin's like, I'm wearing this shirt. So we're doing this episode. So uh, my <laughs> it, shirt it seemed appropriate. So, right? well, my shirt says you miss hundred percent of the shots you, you don't take, but then it has a row of shot glasses underneath it. So, so it's fitting. It's fitting. So, um, but your business numbers. Um, this one's a unique one. And I think I can point to most businesses failing because they don't know their numbers. And there's a lot of numbers you should know. Um, but 
for for me, I like tracking a lot of business development stuff so I can understand what's working, what's not working. But I think the most important numbers that a business has got to have is the actual fucking accounting numbers, right? They got to understand the financial side of things to where they got to know specifically what's leading to revenue coming in, where's that money going, and then how much is left over as part of that overall process. And I think the biggest struggle in this arena is people run their business like they run their personal life. So their personal finances and everything else match their business finances and everything else. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. If you don't have any numbers at all in your business, you need to start with the the revenue, profit, all that type, those basic numbers, so that you understand how healthy your business is. Once you have those, then you can actually start looking at other stuff. But the numbers are key, uh, and it it's awesome for me to have you talking about stats and numbers and how important they are because you know you're wah, not a data wah, guy. Wah. No. <laughs> But, you know, that's but, not, so I don't mind the data. I don't like creating the data. Big difference, right? I, I love I, I the, give me the bottom line. I don't need to know how the bottom line was created. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, that's a key. If you don't, if you're not looking at the data though, there's no way you can optimize and grow your business. You know, a big one right now that everyone's going to be talking about is the whole... Apple iOS not doing the tracking, not sending information to Facebook anymore, and and that is they they are looking at that is going to increase people's cost of acquisition from Facebook ads by one hundred and fifty percent. So now, if you don't know what your cost of acquisition was before, and all of a sudden your your uh, ad spend jumps, you're not going to know why. You're going to have well, no clue what's going on in your business. And, and, to and how to fix that, it. Yeah, to expand on that idea a little bit, when you're talking about cost of acquisition, it's not just Facebook ads. You need to know what it costs to bring on a new client, period, for your company. You know, um, you know, there is a client acquisition cost um, that your company has, and you need to have an understanding of what you have to spend whether and that it's going to include your time, it's going to include any marketing budgets, it's going to include anything else, what that cost is to bring on a new client for your business. And, you know, that's a can be a challenging number to come up with. But I would warrant that a lot of people who are listening right now have never thought about what their overall client acquisition cost is for their company um, or how to figure it out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And when I pulled out the Facebook cost of acquisition, that was just an example of how not knowing your numbers yeah, can sure. screw you over when there's major changes and you don't know the impact. So cost of acquisition is huge. The other cool one that I love for some clients is uh, lifetime value of a client. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's a game changer for a business because I most small business owners think transactionally. Right, they they think very specifically. Okay, I got this client on. That's three thousand dollars. Or I brought this client on. It's five hundred dollars. Or I brought this client on. It's twenty thousand dollars. What they don't think is about the reoccurring payments and what's going to happen down the line. You know, we know with the Success Champions Networking that you know the lifetime value of a client to where we're at right now runs right around nine hundred dollars. 
you know, for the lifetime value if they only do just success champions and networking groups. You know, so when we pick up a new person to join one of our chapters around the U.S. and currently and soon to be around the world, we're not getting a $47 win income coming into the business. We're getting a $900 lifetime value win that will continue to grow up as we continue to watch attrition. Um, and attrition is just, you know, the money coming in versus the money going out each month. How often are you keeping clients? How many are they fading off? And this all goes back to, guys, one of the, and I don't remember who t said this, I read it in a book, but one of the things they said is one way to create, cre increase your financial situation is to increase your vocabulary around finances. So if, if words like, you know, you hear things like lifetime value, client acquisition cost, you hear things like attrition rates, run rates, you know, these type of things. If, if you were hearing these things and you're like, holy shit, this is the first time I've ever heard this before. You got some work to do and, and also know it's normal to not know these things going into starting a business because nobody tells you this is the shit you should be looking at. You know, nobody tells you, you should be, you know, diving into these things and getting a better understanding of what you should be looking at in your business. Um, but this is part of the leveling up part. Yeah, one of my current favorite conversations I'm having with clients is all around the uh, the client life cycle concept mm -hmm. and understanding the key points in time where you can interact with them and have impact. And the, the, the huge question we I always get to ask that has people looking at me with this blank stare is what happens if we decrease your attrition by 5%? And, and and they look at me with the blank stare because they a lot of times don't even know what their attrition is. Right. And they don't know the rate of loss that they're having for clients. So when I ask, well, hey, what happens if we decrease your attrition by 5%, what does that mean to you or your company? They can't answer. And they're yeah. like scribbling down. It's like, I, I don't even know how many people we're losing now. I'm like, all right, well, that's that's a starting point. And I ask it just for that reason, so that they understand that they don't know what's going on in their business. And, and this, this guys, is where it starts getting the difference of, of building a job and building a company. Because as an employee having a job, and I'm not knocking being an employee. I've got that. I've, I'm starting to get people who are like, would you quit saying employees are bad? I'm like, I've never said employees are bad. You know, what I'm, what I'm saying is you think like an employee, but you're trying to run a company. And an employee doesn't think about the numbers. Right? They don't have to. Somebody else handles that stuff. But as a business owner of your company, you've got to start thinking more like a CEO and start thinking specifically about these things. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, guys, this stuff gives me tired head um, because it's not natural for me to to think this way. So but I know and I talked about it in one of the trainings we just did that those awkward moments where you're not comfortable with it. That's the shit you've got to be doing in your business if you want it to grow, if you want it to scale and level up, is get a handle on it. I mean, Kevin and I sit down once a week and we talk about all the operational things. We talk about, you know, the numbers, where we're at as far as members in the chapters. And, you know, we talk about all this stuff because if we don't put it on the table, 
then it becomes an avoidance thing, and the things you avoid become the things that destroy you. So, so you can't just hide that shit. You've got to go straight at it and start wrapping your head around it um, and, and diving in deeper to it so you can get a better handle on it and understanding of it. And neither one of us are business financial experts, right, by, by any stretch of the imagination. We've just fucked it up enough to have a decent understanding of it. <laughs> you know, but, but this should be that thing that starts pointing you down the path of, you know, wrapping your head around what you should be looking at. This is one side of the numbers. There's a whole other side of the numbers that you should be tracking all your business development activities, right? You need to know at any given time how many reach outs you need to be doing, how many referrals you're giving out, how many referrals are coming in, you know, you need to be tracking number of virtual calls. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts that need to happen and you know, this is why I tell everybody don't become an island. Because if you're not sitting down with somebody else and going through all this, you're trying to figure it out on your own, you're going to get confused and launch, lost in the mush of things because everything's going to move and gel together and, and it's not going to become a business. I mean, it wasn't too long ago I looked at Kevin and Chad and said, holy shit, this really feels like a badass business because of all the things we continue to roll out and evolve and, and keep going. And there's some mornings I look up and go, holy shit, this is really doing it. And that's a cool fucking feeling to, to see the landscape of where this is all going. But it goes back to, we're looking at things from the perspective of a business. We're not looking at things from the perspective of a employee that's just trying to get things done. Yeah. I, I'm glad you touched on that. There's a whole different set of numbers you need to look at it. And I think there's, it, depending on the, the level of development of your business, there's could potentially be a whole third set as well. So, you know, there's a lot of different um, metrics you need to be tracking to know the health of your business. You have the, the financial piece, which we talked a lot about today, the sales piece, which we've barely touched on, uh, which is really key because that drives your financials. But then there's that whole third section for companies who have the employee base already, all your employee metrics, you know, employee turnover, how many interviews you have to do to hire a new employee, you know, uh, effectiveness. There, there's a ton of stats from the HR side that you need to understand the health of your company internally. So, you know, that that's a lot of stuff for people to manage. And that's why it's what Donnie says about you need to have that partner or that third party that you're able to have this conversation with is really key because they're going to be able to track that effectively and tell you what you need to know to make decisions. It's really easy to get all these numbers and get sucked into the analysis of it and start trying to manipulate it and get it to do what you want it to do that you don't actually ever accomplish anything. You don't make any decisions. Yeah. I, I what was going through my head is, is I think one of the struggles with people is this for a lot of people, isn't the fun side of business, right? This is, this is the portion of business that very few people in the world wake up and go, fuck yes, let's talk about grinding the numbers and figuring shit out. But this is the stuff that makes your business go. And I want to put a caveat on this. This is the same stuff that destroyed me at the beginning and one of the reasons I almost lost the business because I wasn't I was spending more time trying to play with the fucking numbers than I was 
proactively out trying to grow the business and finding those people in your world that can, it's accountability, but it's also allows you to bounce those ideas off of forces you to level up your thinking about business. I'm not saying do a business partnership with somebody, but I'm saying get somebody in your life like Kevin and I have to be able to start hashing through these things and talking about, you know, what you're tracking and what you're looking at and what you're doing, because it's those type of things that you have to be talking about, because the only reason people avoid them is one, they don't know about it, right? They don't know they should be tracking and looking at all these numbers or two, they're scared to death that somebody else is going to see their lack of performance. But, you know, as, as I heard on a, um, um, uh, Adam Grant, you know, podcast episode, anytime you avoid it, it becomes more of an issue. Right? You have to name it. You have to share it. You have to expose it so you can start working on it and learning more. So I know we just touched the surface. On it. Do you want to have one more thing, Kevin? Yeah, I, I wanted to talk uh, just real briefly. The whole concept of, of following your numbers, You know, these numbers for your business aren't going to change as rapidly as stock numbers or crypto numbers and all yeah. those metrics do. You know, there's a lot of people get sucked into, you know, every 15 minutes they're checking their their IRA or their their investments to see what's up and what's down and making adjustments. For business, they the, the numbers change more slowly. Yeah. So it's important for the people to not see a, a spike or a drop and immediately react. You need to follow the trends. If you see a big spike, you need to figure out, all right, so what happened? Did we launch a new ad campaign? Did something happen? Did I hire someone? So now we had to pay out more money. You know, what caused that? But then watch the trends. Are you overall going up? Or are you overall going down? And then react to those. You know, don't get hung up on watching your numbers every day. Oh, I got a one-tenth percent increase. Sweet. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's the long game. That the numbers yeah. are there for the long game, not for ooh, what are we going to change to make the numbers go up next week? Yeah, for sure. Well said. Well said. Now, I, I think you know. Bottom line for the, the, this whole episode is start figuring out what numbers you need to be looking at your business. The, the numbers tell a story, and you need to understand that story of your business so you can work on the things you need to do to move forward. If you're avoiding doing things like opening your bank account, opening up your, for me, my Stripe account, because that's where all the payments come through, whatever, if you have any avoidance of doing those things, then there's a major issue you need to be focusing on to look at your business. Find somebody else that you can talk about the business stuff with. Do not make yourself an island because when you're an island, you have no choice but to mimic what you're doing in your personal life. Right? You have to bring other people in to share this knowledge, share what you're going through your head so that you can actively grow and do better with a business. So as always, guys, if you got any value out of this episode, do us a favor and share it with somebody else. Teach them how to subscribe and follow to the show. Make sure you're subscribed to the show because that means everything. And we love and appreciate all the feedback and the emails and, and the questions you guys send in. So keep doing that. And man, love you, mean it. We'll catch you next time.
When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.